0: Uh, Jack, Jack, quick moment of your time, please. How does it feel to finally discover the Villa Talks podcast? Um, best down in Great, there you have it. Back to you at the studio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Villa Talks podcast and another episode of the Lockdown Lowdown. I'm joined today by the regular crew who are going to be reviewing last night's victory against Leicester City. Four wins out of four. What a great start to the season. Something we could have only barely dreamt of uh, before the season started um, and we just look in fantastic form. Just before we delve deep into the into the match and go through it, Chadzi, what are your uh, initial thoughts uh, following the game last night?
1: Yeah, delighted, mate, on Cloud9 again. and just seems to be, uh, the momentum just seems to be growing bigger and stronger. And I tweeted last night that um, obviously the Liverpool game was a a once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-a-generation, bit of a freak performance, freak result that will go down in history. But I really do feel like last night's win was even more significant for us in terms of our development and uh, as a sort of milestone to show how far we've come since that 4-0 drubbing in March. Um, such a solid performance from front to back and I thought if anything was going to win the game towards the end it was going to be us and that just shows what confidence and belief and a bit of momentum can do in in top level sport and to come away with three points and be four from four is just everything we everything we could have dreamed of mate so yeah on a high like everyone else and um, we've just got to enjoy it it's it's a great time to be a Villa fan.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely a great time to be a Villa fan and something we're not really used to, uh, especially over the last 10 10 or so years. Although off air, we were talking about how other fans probably do have it worse than us because we know we have been to Wembley five times over the last 10 years or so. So can't complain too much on that front. But but overall, the game, I thought it was a a game where two good teams sort of cancelled each other out a little bit. Um, So it wasn't as free flowing as we thought it might be because obviously both teams have have been scoring freely throughout the season but but in the end we managed to get the win. Uh, I mean Deckers, good to have you on on this week, mate. Uh your I mean as that goal went in, what was your what was your feeling? How, how did you celebrate?
2: <laughs> I uh I was watching it at Chad with Chad, he was uh, and we were just bouncing around the living room. But um yeah it's just just buzzing really like out far with me and him were in that away end back in March and it's a completely different side, completely different vibe. Um, So, yeah, just over the moon at the moment. Just got to enjoy it whilst it lasts, I think.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely enjoy it. As we said, uh, after the Liverpool victory, you know, milk it for for what it's worth. You know, don't know how long it's going to last. It's a great start. I think the first was the first time we won the first four league games uh, in the top division since since 1931. Well, for the last 90 years. So definitely something that we're not used to. So you definitely got to enjoy it. Jugsy, your, your thoughts on the match overall um, in terms of the performance by our team. Uh, how do you think we played overall uh, in the match and, and who do you think was a better side? saw Leicester.
3: No, I thought we played really well. Um, it was probably my favourite performance of the season so far because I thought we adapted as a team because Leicester set out and showed us a lot of respect because they were there to try and stop us playing and um, that shows how obviously how far we've come. and. We were able to adapt in that game and make slight tactical tweaks, which I think Dino did. And we were always on the front foot, and we were always a team that looked the most dangerous and looked to create chances. And yeah, just really pleased because we were solid at the back. And when you've got, you know, I mean, Jack and Barkley and McGinn now, they can make things happen out of nothing. And in the last 20 minutes, we got stronger. And it would have been very easy for us to say, look, that's a hard game. We'll we'll settle for a point here. We'll just. Kill, kill, kill time and uh, take take the point, but we didn't. We kept going, and it was honestly a fantastic shift f- from all the guys. Uh, I thought our midfield was excellent. I mean, Barkley obviously got the winner, but he put on, uh, well, so he put in an amazing shift, uh, covering on the left with Jack, and obviously with Jack's performance, he was um, a different class, different level. Every time we got the ball, he just made something happen, took on players, created chances, and he probably wasn't at his best in terms of his end product. Um, We didn't really click for us in the final third, Um, but again, he was just the difference. Um, Just yeah, different class to to any of the Leicester players. Just on uh, what what I thought in terms of how we adapted, um, I thought Leicester were quite slow in their build-up and we just stood out because we were able to get the ball to our midfielders a lot quicker. And it helps when you've got Dougie Luiz in there Um, and he's so comfortable on the ball um, he can obviously take his mind on, but again, shifting play, he's excellent at that. And our centre-backs as well. I think Mings and Concer bring something different, where Mings is good on the ball and can make that pass into our midfielders. Um, and Konza brings the ball out. So it's a good variety there of, of getting the ball out and making sure we play to a high tempo, which we'll need to do in the league
0: that's a valid point. I, I thought on the back four, just, just quickly, um, you know, for me, I think Konza was man of the match for me. Uh, although McGinn and Louise were maybe a close second. Uh, but I thought Konza, the, the way that he's transformed his game and improved massively is a credit to him and also a credit to the coaching staff and, and obviously Dean Smith um, because he's improved massively from what we saw probably this time last year. He's so much more assured, so much more confident. And like you said, the way that he brings the ball out, you know gets us further up the pitch uh, and he and he just doesn't doesn't lose his nerve at all doesn't worry too much under pressure if the other team are playing a high press game you know we're using martinez a lot more than we would have done say nyland or rayner uh or, or even heaton um so it means that we're able to keep the ball for longer periods uh, and i think overall the game um you know in terms of the way that it played out i think we always looked fairly comfortable either defending or with the ball obviously we didn't make that final third count, that last pass and and decision making was lacking slightly. Uh, And it's probably what was the difference between us winning more comfortably and and obviously nicking it later on. But I think we looked comfortable and I felt comfortable throughout the game that even when they were attacking us on the counter-attack, we seemed to have enough players there to recover quickly enough to get men back in position to deal with it. And the only time that they, in the first half, especially that they got forward and had a chance was when, you know, you could argue Matty Cash was was fouled. Uh, And talking of which... Uh, on, on the on the fouling, I, I thought uh, Leicester City uh, made a lot of needless challenges, and and Chazzi, I'd be interested to hear your your thoughts on the aggression that both sides sh- shown and the number of yellow cards, and also the referee's performance as well.
1: Yeah, I thought you know it, it's it's a bit of a compliment to us actually that Leicester were doing so much to break our break our attacks up so quickly. It was very Man City like professional fouls. As soon as they saw a bit of a threat from us on the counter, they'd Bring us down or pull us back, and you know we were we were not adverse to doing that ourselves. To be fair, Matty Cash, rugby tackled. Uh, I think Harvey Barnes in uh, during the game as well. So you know it's what it's what teams that play at high tempo do. Now they need to stop the they need to stop the counter attack. And um, but I think yeah the referee's performance was poor. It reminded me of the, the Fulham game where Adoy was just at, constantly chopping, slamming Jack every time he got the ball, and Castagna was. Very similar last night, and I think you know you have got to protect players like Grealish. I'm not, I'm not saying that every time anyone goes near him, it should be a free kick or a yellow card. But once there's been two or three bad fouls, the referee has to put a stop to it there and then. And I think that, um, I think that they were very lucky last night to keep keep eleven men on the pitch at all times because there was a, a mixture of some some firm tackles going in, but a lot of professional fouling. And uh, it can get quite frustrating at times to watch, and you know, I can't imagine what it's like being Jack Grealish when you're trying to show the world what you can do, and uh, every time you get the ball, someone's trying to trying to illegally stop you from doing that.
0: Yeah, no, I'd agree with that, and I think um, you know something the, the the referees are going to have to stamp out eventually because it's just not on. You know, Jack's going to end up getting really badly injured in one of these games if they don't stamp it out and yes you know there's there's an argument that he looks for a foul which he does of course he does but a lot of those challenges were were were, were especially since we you know what we've seen over the weekend with the challenge that on Van Dijk from Pickford and obviously what we saw last year with the challenge on Wesley you know that kind of scissor challenge that we saw in this game as well has got to be stamped out because that's that's going, uh, going to be a that's going to be a really bad injury. It's going to happen on the back of that again. After we've seen what's happened to Wesley and Van Dijk, and, and you can't let them go. And and all three of those fouls that we're talking about, all of them have gone unpunished. They've not been fouls. Not no yellow cards. It's just not. It's just not on. Um, but yeah, I mean, we can talk about the referee all day, but let's not talk about that. But but Decker's just moving on to you, mate. Um, who else stood out for you in, in yesterday's game apart from apart from the back four and the midfield?
2: Um, I think the the work rate from Trezeguet stood out for me quite a lot, and he, even not just his work rate, he does look like a different player this this uh year. I think getting that first season and the about in the Premier League is massive, and he he looks he looks better on the ball, and and his work rate is uh one of the best in the team. So he stood out for me a bit. I think Watkins had a frustrating night. Um. On the back of a hat trick as well, I'm sure he would have liked to have carried on, got another goal, but didn't quite happen for him, unfortunately. But then your usual, Grealish, Barkley, McGinn, Louise, it's just so good to watch. They like the way that they move the ball between the three or four of them up, up and up the pitch and in, in the final third, and that it's just it's just great to watch. So
1: yeah, all all of them really <laughs> played well, I would say. Yeah, Just picking up on Jake's point about the midfield, obviously they're, they're great to watch, they're all good footballers and we've got a great threat going forward. But the thing that stood out for me in the last two or three games especially is we're, we're, we're first to pretty much every second ball. I've never seen anything like it. The Liverpool game, it was Cato, Wijnaldum and Fabinho and we, were, we beat them to everything. And last night again, I know Mendy had a good game, and and Leicester had a bit of possession. But every time the ball was up in the air, every time there was a flick on, every time there was a challenge going in midfield, it seemed to be Louise or McGuinn or Barkley or even Trezeguet anticipating that second ball, and we we're onto it. And I think that's that's played a massive part in our in our development as a team. We seem to have more of a control of that midfield, both with and without the ball. And um, yeah, it, it's really. Really positive that we can build on that and have so much time to to develop our attacks because we seem to we seem to be in possession a lot more than we were last year when we were hardly ever to that second ball and it became quite frustrating at times.
3: Yeah, I'd agree with Chazzy with that because yeah, we did win a lot of second balls and Leicester did, to be fair, in the first half match us physically in that midfield and even their wingers were putting the right shift, but they sort of faded and. I don't know, we got a sort of second wind, I thought, in the second half. And what was good was we're not overly reliant on Grealish at the minute because obviously we've got Barkley and McGinn has come into some form. But I thought McGinn in that last 15 minutes really stepped up Um, because I thought Grealish obviously probably lost his legs a bit because he was, I think he attempted like eight dribbles in the match. So he's probably blowing, to be fair. And McGinn got up the pitch and spinned his mind a couple of times, created a couple of chances and made that difference in the last 15 minutes, even for Barkley's goal. Um, Target plays a lovely ball into him. He spins Constania and plays into Barkley. McGinn, honestly, in his last two or three games has been excellent and just showed that we, it was harsh when we judged him at the back end of last season because he wasn't fully fit and uh, now we're seeing the best of him. And it just shows as a team now, not being reliant on Grealish, it just makes us so much better. And we've got, you know what I mean, a plan B. Um, so, yeah, I think the confidence, as has mentioned, is growing in the team. And that's why we're winning all these second balls, because we're just on the front foot looking to make things happen. And, um, yeah, credit to Dina for, for like, sort of instilling that confidence in us, really.
1: Just, just talking about the goal as well, Jugsy and the confidence to for McGinn to do that and, and lay it off. I think, actually, if you look at the goal, it starts three phases before that. And uh, Martinez rolling it out to Mings when, you know, good start to the season away at Leicester might take the point might hoof it down the pitch and get the ball into the um at least a less threatening area in their third of the pitch but actually no he rolls out to Mings Mings has the confidence to play a a pretty probing pass the target on the wing who's taken up a really positive position towards the halfway line target's first touch is absolutely superb and his first thought is to go forward not just drop it back off to Mings and and he plays a lovely ball into into McGinn so even before McGinn rolls his man, there's some really good football from Villa, those those two or three passes to get us into those areas and the confidence from, from Target as well to roll his man and, and play it in. And, and for me, Target was absolutely superb last night. He He's so underrated. I think, you know, if he's a bit better looking and he's got a skin fade and he's a bit more active on social media and he posts a few more pictures, then he gets as much plaudits as Matty Cash for his performances this season. Um he, he's been superb and last night for me um he was everywhere his tackling his anticipation his defensive display but also what he can do on the ball and supporting um grealish down that left flank is is so underrated and i just don't really understand it to be honest
3: yeah no i agree with that i think target was excellent and what little tweak dino did was rather than having target and grealish sort of hog that touch line he actually got target to come into midfield so sort of coming inside like Pep Guardiola would do with his full backs just to give us a, a, another angle on the pass and just shows again Dino just adapting in, in games um, which I think we were critical last season that he wasn't really doing and another thing I picked up on was Barkley in the second half because that first half we were sort of stifled and Dougie Louise obviously was struggling to get onto the ball as much um, with obviously Inacio and uh, Dennis Pratt covering him and then Barkley just came back into midfield to pick the ball up, where usually that would be Grealish doing that. So it just shows you what Barclay gives us because he he's got the legs in the midfield to support, I mean, be that box-to-box player for us. So it just shows that we were able to adapt in, in, in the match and uh, that shows, again, that ha- what sort of steps we've taken from last season because that sort of thing wasn't really happening. So that was really pleasing.
0: Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. And I think we, you know, your point around there of how Smith is changing game by game and changing the formation during games and changing the way that we're playing is is a really key point and and, and something that we've seen in all of these last four games. You know, in, in this game I thought we started off with a you know the four, two, three one that we've been playing for most of the season so far, which is making us much more solid with McGinn and Luis Shield uh, shielding the back four and, and McGinn being really the one that's that's uh, getting the ball forward and playing those long diagonals or or getting the ball forward in between the lines. Uh, But then we shifted, as you said, with McGinn getting further forward in in the second half. And I also think that the substitution that uh, Dean Smith made in the second half made made a massive difference. Because at that point, uh, although Trezeguet, again, I thought was fantastic. And, you know, I think he made, was it 10 defensive actions, whatever that means. You know, his work rate was was phenomenal again and and really stopped Leicester doing anything on the left-hand side. Uh, You know, he was non-stop. But in terms of that point in the game, you know Leicester were a little bit in the ascendancy. Madison had come on. They were playing the ball much quicker between the lines and between the midfield, and they were getting forward in good positions. And at that point, I was thinking, you know, before that, I was thinking Villa were going to be the only winners. But at that point, I was thinking Leicester were, might have a might have a chance here. But then Treore came on for, for Trezeguet, and I thought that that completely changed the shape of the game. In addition to obviously McGinn getting further forward and as the point you made around Barkley as well. But I thought what Troy did was he gave us a bit more calmness and composure in the final third for us, which was something we were lacking for most of that game where even Grealish, you know, two or three occasions where he could have played the ball earlier on or taken a shot. He didn't do that. What Troy did was he held the ball up much better, waited for the play to arrive and made things happen, came inside, opened up spaces, and that made us much more threatening going forward and and, and got, got us the ball back almost, got us back in control of the game. And because of that, I think we were able to then push on and get that winner, which which was important. But but overall, I think, you know, and I've made this point before, and we've all made this point before, you know, that, that squad is going to be so vital for us going forward, especially until January. If we can keep these 14, 15 players that we have who are really are... Key players fit, then there's no reason why we can't we can't carry on and and push on. And, and on that point, Deckers, I'll be interested to hear your views on, on what you think what you can do, what you think we can do from here, and how you think we can push on. I mean, you know, four out of four is an amazing and something we'd never expected. You know, could we make it five out of five, six out of six? And how do you expect us to to push on and move forward in, in, for the rest of the season?
2: Well, I, I think you've got to just take it game by game. Really, I mean, obviously. <laughs> The only way is sort of is down, isn't it? Because we've set the standards so high so so early in the season. You, you literally couldn't have asked for more. So I think we just got to keep going game by game. Look towards Friday night, Leeds at home. Even if we hadn't have had the start we've had, it's one that we would definitely be looking to win. Um, so yeah, I think Smith will be not getting carried away with um, trying to change too much or worried about it but I think yeah just sticking game by game really
0: yeah no I think I think we have to do that really you can't look too, too far ahead at this very present time because you know you, injuries can happen Covid's still there in the background you know players are get yeah, getting tested positive all the time so you just, you just don't know game by game as you say and you know, anything can happen at the moment we're injury free and, and, and doing well even though Leicester had lots of injuries they still had a, a very good first 11 out I thought and shows you the, the, the level of squad that they've got Uh, to still have that team put out. And they showed us a level of respect, I thought, as well, because, you know, they came out to stop us playing almost rather than the other way around. And although we matched them for aggression, you know, it was very much they were the instigators of that and they were the ones putting in the rough challenges, getting the yellow cards. Uh, We sort of matched it after that. And they tried to nullify us, you know, they played deeper. uh, Their defensive line was much deeper than probably than they normally normally have, especially with Soyinku missing as well. And they tried to nullify Watkins' pace on the break, uh, which meant that, you know, the game was a little bit scrappy, if you like. Uh, But I thought even then we looked a better team, and Leicester were really reduced to playing balls over the channel and uh, and down the sides to try and get behind our fullbacks, which is something you would expect Villa to do, uh, especially last season, which we did do often. Uh, But it's just nice to see us compete. And, And even so, you know, even though a couple of weeks ago that game against Liverpool was massive and it's a historic win it's a once in a lifetime victory and something we might never see again I think this victory is just as important because it shows you when you're playing against a team like Leicester who are a very good team one of the top teams in the league and they're looking to you know stifle the game we're able to perform and able to even when we're not the best get that win and get that victory it's a massive for the confidence massive for the team and massive for for the games coming up
3: yeah yeah I agree with that I just thought I'd make a quick point on squad depth again and and what concerns performance because um, obviously for Leicester uh, Wesley Fofana had a, had a debut and he was excellent. I mean, he was Leicester's man of the match for sure. And he quite contained um, Ollie Watkins. And it was crying out for Keenan Davis, really. And unfortunately, he's injured. So that's something that we need to keep a massive eye on because Keenan Davis, if he's our second-choice striker and we've got another backup, we need to try and keep him match fit um, because we can't go into like the Christmas period without having a second striker on the bench. Um, obviously, when we looked to the bench yesterday, we really had... Algazi and uh, obviously Terore as attacking options. So that's something that I think we're going to look to get through till January with and reassess it. But it's one area I think that we need to look at because obviously Keenan Davis's injury record's not great. And uh, Watkins obviously did well last game. And it was it was tough. I think both strikers struggled. And uh, yeah, Fafana has got quite a bit of pedigree coming from Saint-Étienne. Um, him and Saliba from Arsenal formed quite a good partnership last season and they're highly, highly thought of. So yeah, not surprised he put in such a good performance on his debut really.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think Leicester are a a good template for us as well, moving forward in terms of how they recruit and how well they recruit and how well they've done in the league. You know, it shows you if we can, if we can carry on our performances and and, and, and do well this season and try and get that top 10 finish and who knows, maybe better. Uh, we, We just don't know then as long as you get our recruitment right year on, year out, you know, we can, we can definitely push on and, and, and progress. And in this current environment where goals are going in left, right and centre, players are getting injured, players are quarantining and, you know, the level of the concentration are just not the same as they are normally. You know, there's going to be a surprise package. There's going to be, you know, expect the unexpected. I think this season, there's going to be someone that breaks that top four this season. Um, and as long as we can keep injury free and, and obviously... Reassess the squad and, and re-strengthen the uh, squad in January. Then there's no reason why, you know, why we can't push on and, and do better than top ten. Now, obviously, that's ambitious and that's uh, m- maybe a little bit unlikely. But the way that we've started, you know, there's no reason why we can't do that um, at all. Chadzy, your your final thoughts on the game itself and and how we move forward now?
1: Yeah, um, I think I think like like I said at the start a fantastic display and I think one that's even more significant really in, in the longer term to to go there and keep a clean sheet grind it out and um, be so positive going forward and get the get the result is exactly what we wanted and I think um, we, we've got to kick on now haven't we we've got two winnable home games now against Leeds and Southampton and I think Smith will very much want to capitalise on the momentum we've got because you know I said in the last in the last time I was on, there is going to be a sticky period. It's coming. It's it's around the corner at some point where we have a few injuries, we have a few bad decisions with the referee, we lose a few games, and then momentum can quickly swing. So whilst things are in our favour, we I think we really have to capitalise. I don't see why we can't be looking to win these next two games, Leeds and Southampton at home. Then all of a sudden you're six from six. If if all if all goes well and and you go into the Emirates full of confidence, so. I think um, I think Smith will be obviously over the moon with with how we're developing as a team, and um, I'm just excited now for Friday night. I just can't wait to to, to watch the Villa play again, and it's been uh, been a long time since we've been able to say that.
0: You know, it's just exciting to be a Villa fan, and in, in a world where a lot of things are going wrong, and there's all bad news after bad news, the fact that Villa are a, a shining light and all of that is well, firstly a surprise, but also welcome surprise as well. I think you know. I think plenty of people out there need that Villa fans there. You know, we've had a not an amazing time over the last 10 years. Uh, Let's put it that way. And for us to start the season so well, it's fantastic. And hopefully we can push on uh, looking ahead at the game against Leeds and sorry, against Southampton as well. Deckers, how do you think we will, we'll go into that game? How do you think we'll approach that game? Do you think we'll approach it in the same way as we did against Leicester um, and Liverpool before that? Or do you think, um, we're going to take the game to Leeds a lot more.
2: I think with our confidence being so high, and I think it, with it being quite a big game, I think we'll. I'd expect us to come out being on the front foot, really, and take the game to them. Um, and yeah, I just think with our confidence flying high, I think we we, we um so exciting to watch at the moment. So I can't see us coming out and sitting back or anything like that. I could see it being quite a good game. Um, But yeah, I fully expect us to come out and go to win the game, score a few goals really. So yeah, I'm excited for
0: it. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be, um, again, I've said before, a game that's going to be, if the fans were there, it would have been fantastic. And I I think a lot of fans thought before the season started that this was gonna be the game that we were gonna be allowed back in. But obviously that's not gonna happen now, which is a shame. But definitely a game that we wanna win. Leeds, there's a there's a little bit of uh, animosity there, let's put it that way. Um, albeit I don't think the players will have that on the pitch. Uh I think it's a big chance for Grealish to to show how good he is again. Even yes even last night, you know, I think for Grealish that performance was probably six, seven out of ten. And even then, I think he was probably the best player on the pitch, which shows you the level he can he can achieve this season and the level that he's playing at.
1: He's, he's doing things last night, I He's doing things last night and in the last couple of weeks that that make you laugh. You know, there isn't a player in the league that, that does the things that Jack does. I know there's more talented, or not more talented, but players that have done more in the game, like De Bruyne, or Sterling, or They've They've done it at a high level for a longer period of time. But Jack Grealish does things that nobody else in this league does, and um, like I keep saying, it's an absolute privilege, and uh, we <laughs> we should be count our lucky stars that he plays for Aston with a football club because in another world he plays for Barcelona.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, we can, we can talk about Jack and, and England squad all day, but it's an absolute travesty that this the squad isn't being built around him, the team isn't being built around. And we saw yesterday what he can do and how he can influence games, even when he's not a hundred percent. Now imagine when he's at a hundred percent, when he's playing, you know, his eight to nine out of 10 game and, and, he, and he's influenced the game even more, making those decisions in the final third, you know, he's going to be the, one of the best players in Europe easily. Uh, and I think, as you as you pointed out, chadzie you know he's different to anyone else in, in football at the moment. You know the, he's a he's a throwback to the, you know sort of the old school footballer, but with the, the strength and the pace of a modern footballer, which is which is you know almost the total total footballer if you like. And, and he can play that number eight, number ten position, and and now obviously on the wing as well. So you know I think that game against Leeds is going to be one because you know Leeds fans have given him a lot of stick, and and last game he got a bit of uh, you know, there's a lot of aggression showed towards him by the Leeds players and he had a really rough challenge on him that game. Uh, and Phillips, you know, did well against him. And I think Jack will go out there to prove a point. I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. Uh, and it's a game we want to win, a game we, we we need to win if we want to continue to push on. Uh, and the fans will want us to win as well because we don't want to be hearing from Leeds fans after after that game. And, and they're giving us stick, you know, we, we don't need that. So hopefully we can shut them up and, and, and put Bielsa in his place as well. Uh, and get another win. But but just before we leave,
3: Jugsy, any final thoughts? No, I just want to say like, it's just a shame that obviously we're not there to show our appreciation for what them lads are doing for 90 minutes, game in, game out. I mean, the change in performances, the change in effort, it's just been astonishing. And us, us as Villa fans, even the four of us, we've been watching Villa for years and we've not had this united feeling where we go into every game Back in our players, back in the manager. Usually, we're disagreeing about certain things, certain players or performances, and just just a happy time to be a Villa fan. And yeah, it's just a shame that we're missing that that key element really of, of supporting our our, our our team and uh, showing them how much we appreciate their efforts. So um, hopefully, it will come soon. Um, hopefully, but, yeah. they're listening, eh, hey, mate? Yeah, probably are. Probably are. Uh, obviously, uh, yeah. Hopefully. Um, oh, we know we yeah. know we know
0: we know Jack, we know Jack is and uh, after yeah. his contribution to the opening theme tune, so obviously yeah. So yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll send the link across to to the rest of the boys. I
1: love you, Matty Target.
3: <laughs> Fair play.
0: No, but uh, thanks, boys. Thank you for your time. Uh, this is a quick match match review of after yesterday's game. Um, just wanted to get in a little bit of detail about some of the aspects of the game, and I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, later on this week, we'll be doing a, a short preview of the of the Leeds game, obviously, and then obviously the, the usual lockdown, lowdown. Hopefully we'll be reviewing our fifth victory in, in five games. Uh, probably will be Saturday morning that comes out. Uh, and obviously the the Black History Month special that will be coming out uh, sometime this week as well. But, but before I just go, just say again, thank you jugs deckers and chadzi for 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 coming on again and and giving your time up to to talk about the match obviously i know you probably want to talk about the match all the time anyway but 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 thank you for your time and please do subscribe to our podcast um our twitter handle is at villa podcast or one word um i'll be putting our existing podcast episodes on youtube just as audio only just so you can you can look at that as well Uh, if that's the way that you like listen to podcasts we will be doing videos in the future at some point uh, but we only do them when we've got something to show Uh, but yeah thank you for your time I hope you enjoyed that and we'll be back next time Uh, and apart from that really up the villa I love it Mas não botar lá,